I met a lot of men who didn't like menstrual blood. <laughs> uh, didn't have their red wings. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh yeah, that's one of those. I know it's a one thing. of those terms, one of those things. That's actually a fetish, right? Qualifies I just as one. Had been in a relationship for so long where the other person didn't have any problem with it. Mm-hmm. That usually I was the one that was like, mm, no, too messy or. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. And mm. so when I started... Those are boring sex days. <sighs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. It just like burped out. So when I was dating, I noticed... Or I mean, not noticed, but was told, like, if that's happening, then sex is just completely off, out of the question. Mm-hmm. And well, I... So is my future with you. Whoops. No, I didn't. I didn't think that. Mm. I was like, well, I guess I got to work with it. You did eventually. Thanks for joining us on In the Rough, the podcast. I'm Stina Marie. And I'm Foy. And we're just fucking talking. And solving the world's problems. One orgasm at a time. One podcast at a time. interesting though that talking about it causes way more problems than dealing with it uh, sexually because it's really not even dealing with it sexually for me it's experiencing it sexually I guess right there's the place to start are you dealing with it or are you experiencing it does it get much more simple of a question to ask than that dealing with it like tolerating it and menstrual blood because there's well, the actual we're talking like the actual blood that there are men are. that have a severe aversion to mm-hmm. women's there menstrual is. blood. Yeah, and then you could take it on the emotional or relationship sense too. That's the, you can ask the same question. PMS and hormones. And yep, the way she acts and the way she talks he just and the way dealing she treats with you. you. Yeah, she just. De- when you ask a woman that. It's kind of this like jab at disregarding her emotions, disregarding her state of being. And you have quite a different perspective on what it's like to be with a woman through the month, through her cycles. And oh, yeah. identifying and paying attention to where she's at. You make and responding it a pleasant to experience. It. Yeah, so I've done a lot of work to make sure that my health is top-notch so that my oh, yes. I'm not having huge hormonal swings. Physically and mentally. But I can still have a hell of a PMS couple of oh, days. Oh, yeah, I've seen it knock you down in the dirt where I'm like, the amount of money you're not making because you're dealing with PMS, I'm like, she ain't faking that shit. Mm. Like, you don't take a day off and turn on that kind of money because you're feeling like you just want to stay in bed and eat fucking bonbons and watch YouTube. I all stay day. in bed and work. <laughs> you get it I don't done. take a day off because of PMS. No. And I have definitely But you figured out what your body needs to do that. Oh, sure. To be able to pull that off because yeah. there's a lot of women out there that don't know 
how to get their body to go through that naturally occurring phenomenon e as easily as an on in you know influence as possible by what they put in their body and how they treat their body so so I've contributed my part and then you also have we determined a, a bit of a different strategy for being with a woman depending yeah. on which of the four phases she's in so let's just yeah. so run this, it down and luckily for previous episodes this kind of goes for that no reason to say no is it adds this is one of those big pieces of that because you also want to understand where she's at in her cycle because her yes is different when she is ovulating than her yes when she is PMSing like good luck there but it's doable like you can get there <laughs> you just got to play the right play to the what she's actually feeling in that moment which you and I had discussed and I'm so very glad that you share with me on the level that I share. Like, that's where our gas mileage things come in is that we have a good exchange rate mm -hmm. on information. Like, I will share with you on a deep level, regardless of my emotion, you'll receive it and you'll reciprocate it. You give me the same information. So I know from you as a woman, your perspective on this and like, and how your menstrual cycle affects you. So then mm. I could say, all right, so these are like, what I've kind of had to learn by hunting, gathering, and like <laughs> self-taught wisdom about m maneuvering the female cycle, you know, from tirades of sisters and mothers and, you know, why are they acting this way and the fucking house is going to get set on fire because I don't know. I apparently did something I wasn't supposed to do or said something wrong, mm -hmm. you know. And so you organically like gather your my information way yeah, yeah yeah you learn that there's like certain few weeks you are a different human you're getting treated differently mm -hmm. so it's like almost a survival instinct sometimes you know mm -hmm. where if a gal doesn't have you know a good uh entunement with her body then it's like riding the dragon i've heard it called that and mm -hmm. you know there's the waves of emotion. So as you noticed that, you learned how to adjust yourself yes. to her cycle. To adjust to her cycle, whether be it's... Be more successful, whether it was with yeah. your sister, your mom, your And then you got women girlfriend. in the workplace. So you've got mm. that too, you know, and I work construction. So when you get gals in the construction industry, they'll also thankfully usually share those things, you know, and you can learn about <laughs> the ladies even on the construction site in a respectful way that, you know, part of sexual harassment stuff that I find frustrating is that I may be able to have a relationship at work with a gal that we could talk about sex or sexual situations and not actually mean that we're going to try to engage in any type of sexual activity between the two of us. We're simply sharing Just a information. Human I'm a man, you're a woman, I'll tell you my side, you tell me yours and we can compare notes. Or like, hey, thanks for telling me that. Like I didn't know that shit about you guys. Like you know, at your secret woman meeting, what did you guys talk about last month? Because, like, I lost my notes. Like, fuck. You but know. It seems like you've had pretty good notes. Yeah, paid attention to. So. Things. But anyway. Why don't I'm, you start with, like, well, the beginning of the cycle would technically be the last day of the period. It's yeah. the next day. So, you've got a woman, and 
maybe you can go general and then you can talk oh, about me. Oh, I've if got you want. a perfect image for it. It's like that scene where they come out of the woods and they go into the this is the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Come out of the woods, they go to down the yellow brick road and they look into the fields of flowers and I could see it as vibrant in my memory as I can remember it on the TV screen that they showed this studio set with the yellow brick road and all these vibrant flowers on it fresh fertile ground blossoming with life so that's what it's like right after she has her period that's the path that's like that you're going on to so the, can you tell me what what physically about a woman what cues do you get that that's where she's at because that's leading into her fertility so yeah. like that's that's where they're gonna want to procreate is around for about window. the next week leading yeah. up to ovulation it's like they're making their selection who's going to have a shot at breeding with me you know so that's like so is her walk different her talk her eye contact her the way she carries herself you're more likely to get a yes from there on to but how do you know that like if you were telling a man about this what are the yeah. cues that he can look for in a woman that say she's probably at this point in her cycle um usually it's like cheeks a little bit more rosy their chest would be a little bit red you watch for some in their ears that means when they're excited usually a woman's ears will perk up she'll you know they'll get a little bit red you can maybe see flush in her fingertips you know it's like you want to see skin tone changes that means blood's flowing one direction or the other. If she looks like death warmed over, that's <laughs> probably a pretty good signal that that's about what your conversation level's at. So quit talking about your fucking cats or your mom and start talking about something that's going to get... Engagement. Uh, engagement that equals, you know, erection. Like give So right now you're saying the... Hold on. The ovulation yeah, yeah, yeah. is more flushed. And yes. if she wasn't, like, if the blood flow isn't as much above, like, yeah. is that is that usually more menstrual? The blood flow thing? No, that like that's the uh, one of those equ uh, visual cues for attraction and desire. Okay. So, but you notice that being more present in that, like, leading in up that to window. Yeah, because that's the fertile time. That's when a woman wants to so be. So she's probably by males. more like more prone or not more prone but more apt to give more eye contact more laughing yes, to more, engage more want to talk like that's a when, higher pitched voice that's when she's going to want to go like out to dinner more. that's when she's going to want to go on a date want to be wooed wants flowers chocolate foot rub bubble bath left yeah. the fuck alone whatever it is that flips oh, her trigger oh she probably doesn't want to be left alone then somebody might who knows i mean i'm not there's but we're all, saying like that's that energy so then when you go from ovulation beyond ovulation there's like that window of unknown like you get to fuck anybody then after ovulation until you start to bleed because it's like you get who knows to, whose it is to, what are you talking about you get to this fuck is like anybody. the free spirit at this point in time like a lot women are a little bit more free spirited i feel like because after. they're not fertile so they're like well nobody's gonna knock me up this month either you are knocked up because that was the plan as mm -hmm. your body was saying, we're going to release an egg. You got, what do we say, 32 hours of viable insemination. Right? Oh, it's 12 to 24. 12 to 24 hours of viable insemination. So, and sperm can live for, what, a week? That's the number I was taught as a kid. So if you're in that thing a week beforehand, and I always put it a week after, but I didn't understand the 12-hour thing. Yeah. But anyways, 
So that's your prime time for reception. So after that, you get to be free spirit because you could be knocked up or you could be heading towards what we're going to talk about next, which is basically death. The or uh, as teenagers have referred to it, uh, tearing down the baby wallpaper. And so repulsive. It is. <laughs> it is like just so as she's it in that, so that free spirit state. She's just it, kind of in the unknown. Yes, no, indifferent. Depends on how you treat her. A little bit like. Coming into premenstrual. Almost like the hopeful unknown. Like yeah. it's a really positive energy. So you've yeah. got, she's been like really horny, really interested. Fertile, bright, flushed, vibrant. Fertile, and then she kind of moves into this like. Yeah. The after orgasmic wave. Like after unknown. you have an orgasm, how does that feel to kind of like float in what's left? Yeah. It's not an orgasmic contraction. It's not like stimulating toes curling. It's like that free-floating or blank space. Put in whatever feeling that is. That flows into... In a free-spirited way. And then it's like you come upon the riverbanks with the flow in it. So you're going to have to cross the river to get to the other side, but it's a bloody, wet, slippery slope to slide. So then so. my experience, and I think a lot of women have this experience, is that the first day that I'm bleeding... Mm -hmm. I just want to sleep, be in a cave, be in bed, like maybe yeah. be snuggled, and that's about it. Yeah. Imagine wading across the heavy flowing, cold, wet river when you got out of that and left your past behind. You would want to start a fire and take a break. I'm like, that's where as a man you come in, and if you know that about her cycle, she's going to want to snuggle, she's going to want a foot rub, she's going to want a hot Warmth. towel, she's going to want Dark. a heating pad. Don't be yelling, don't be screaming, don't be acting a fool, don't be ignoring her for God's sake. Basically sakes. light candles, draw a bath, put Epsom yeah. salts in, go take care of the kids and yeah. put them to bed and tell her. And all of that. And you're more than likely going to at least get a blowjob out of it and she's probably going to cry while she's doing it. And don't be alarmed no. about her crying while she's doing it. It's their tears of appreciation. So. It's not about that though. <laughs> this is about no. tuning into her cycle. Give her the bath without any fucking strings attached. Oh, there's never strings attached, but it's you have no For reason you. to say no. But That's what I'm building everybody towards though. That's the thing where you can go to make that happen. Is It is, but do you know how many women have only ever been done something for because he was just like going through the motions to get something from her. Uh-huh. How many women have done that to men? That's where I'm like, that gender gap's buoying. Okay. So my point was Oh yes. Do the bath because you give a fuck. Yeah. Ask just her to do it ask for her that. to come wash her hair. Even after she's had a bath. Well I've already had a bath. I didn't ask you to shower with me, I asked you to wash my hair. Like, that's the kind of tell a woman what to do that she wants to have done. How does that work with... There's a certain... If I'm menstruating and I just got out of a bath, I, I want to go right to bed. Mm, fair enough. Well, I mean, that's where we negotiate the details. Okay, so can we go Anyways. to... I'm going to have to cut some of that out. Oh my. All this cutting, cut, cut, cut. Where are you at in your cycle? <laughs> <gasps> Ew. Oh no. I already told you where I was a couple days ago. You don't remember? Yeah, I think we were going to be repainting a room. I'm on day 24 right now. Yeah. And I have really not had much 
like, you know, soul pouring out my eyeballs kind of PMS. No. It's been pretty creative PMS. Yeah. So then, okay, so now we're into the, we've got the menstrual. That first day, she's going to be really tired. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the first three days for me are really the only ones that are anything. Like, I just need a little more sleep, take a nap or something. You but need a lot of water. And you need iron. True. Vitamin E. You need quality food. Like, it's... Don't go selling yourself short, Stina. This oh, is how women fall into women these little fall pitfalls, though, of saying, oh, I'm so good, I don't need anything. Well... No, I was just... What I was meaning was my period's five days long. Yeah. Really, the first three are the ones that are where I, like, where I feel it. Oh, yes. So, what I... There's some homeopathics in there, too, if you want to go on those tangents, too, if I remember right there. I take herbs. The... I was just going to say that, you know, buying her chocolate at the right time would also be helpful. Stina's plugging chocolate. You've done that. We went on a trip and you knew that I was going to be premenstrual while we were on the trip. It was for your birthday and you brought chocolate with. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want some chocolate. You're like, oh, here we go. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I'm just, I'm PMSing or something. And you're like, I know. And I was like, he packed me chocolate because he knew I was going to be PMSing. Like, This is the fucking best. Yeah. Job. So don't ask her Job if she's well done. If you if you are tempted to ask a woman if she's PMSing, mm-hmm. go buy fucking chocolate instead. Yeah. Then you're like you're doing yourself a favor. Don't ask. Oh, are you PMSing or <laughs> you must be PMSing or Stina, is this I like that's PMS? part of a coaching course we're supposed to be charging for, right? Give all we the are, secrets away. We are gonna do a thing about chocolate. Oh. Anyways, period, hydration, good food, yeah. good rest, and I think the way that that changes sex for me, like the first day, I'm gonna be wanting like snuggly sex. I want mm-hmm. more sensuality, more oh, touch, yeah. more back rubbing, more. Yeah, I think the statistic was bearded men, snuggly men, bearded snuggly men was kind of like the the percentages worked out to what women kind of gravitate towards when they're when they're on their period yeah that's really interesting and somebody that's of course not uh, afraid of menstrual blood which is kind of how we kick this thing off yeah uh, if, if i leave gotta, that in there if you leave it in there but if, i mean if you're what did we, we determine if you do cut that out that there was uh are you dealing with it or are you experiencing it mm-hmm. yeah menstrual yeah. blood are you dealing with it or are you experiencing it i prefer to experience it yeah it's different i get a different girlfriend for four days a week a month i think the um the other thing about menstruation is just if you're going to have like interact with a woman's menstrual blood that men know how sh- like sh- how much shame women experience around their menstrual blood i know women that don't even want to touch their own menstrual blood mm-hmm. like they don't want to have any contact with it so believing that you are okay with her menstrual blood during sex 
maybe a huge stretch for some women to really believe that mm -hmm. and then be okay with it and not mind it being on them also. And I'm like, you're the one missing out because everybody tells me it's way better when you're playing in it. Well, I <laughs> don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that for a lot of crass, women, it's going to be... It's just like if we talk about squirting or we talk about noisy, like being noisy and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just fully expressing yourself during an orgasm or sexually. Oh, yeah. Women have hang-ups around all of those oh, parts I'm, and pieces. I'm aware. So menstrual blood ranks up there pretty high in things that women are not normally really comfortable with. They're not yeah. culturally I guess I grew up on the farm. There's so many other things that I saw and been around that. It's just not, I guess I'm anesthetized to it in a way, but it's, I think that's, I never feel, it's true. never been shocking to me anyways. Like this is just, um, no, and it's not shocking to you as a man, which is unusual for me. There again, and then I'm unaware. with, for most women, it's like, we, like we're taught that our vaginas are dirty. We're taught that menstrual blood <laughs> is, like, no, doc said, keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the message is like don't touch it don't <sighs> that thing's a complicated machine and i i build and repair complicated machines i'm like you need to put your hands on that thing every single day you need to know how it works what's going on with it what does it mean yeah and so women are lucky if they end up getting any of those messages because mostly the message that we get is that all we're good for is a man's pleasure which is not about our own pleasure, which is comical because women can have more orgasms than men can have biologically. Yeah. And like step it up, guys. For Get so for to women to be free to experience sex and different sex acts mm -hmm. with menstrual blood involved, I think it's even more important for men to know and reinforce and reiterate their comfort with it and to like be gentle with that and understand that it could be really uncomfortable for their partner too yeah so we got through menstrual blood and then we're back to uh the end of your menstrual cycle and coming back into the new field of flowers and fertility and all of that where there's the uh it's like rising from the ashes so to speak of. And wouldn't you say like it would, it would be more successful for men to plan like outings and social things or going out on dates like at that like transition from like the last yeah. day of the period to kind of like hibernation or like or shedding a shell or a cocoon or whatever, bring her back out into the world and say, here you can be bred again. You just go out there and get hydrated. Eat some good food. Keep your well, head on straight. I think that for me anyways, like if I'm not getting attention during that time, it's like. Oh, yeah. Then you're leading up to shopping for a new mate. Perfect timing. You're mm -hmm. in fertile season. Here we go. He yeah. didn't pay attention to me coming out of So it's ashes. almost like it's really important for you to keep up. And <laughs> it is. It's really important for you to make the effort to keep up with her when yeah. she's in that fertile state. I mean, I was really, I got good at it when I had an application. When when the my days, and I'll give them a plug in here, 
calendar popped up on like potential apps i downloaded that thing immediately which is a period app and i thought it was like dude friendly the thing's built for chicks like i'm going through it it's got hearts and stars and all sorts of funny cool stuff and i'm like oh i can't enter any data i wanted to have sex all i get is a heart like what that's the only emoji i can put in like i can't calculate how much time and or how much was foreplay like i couldn't keep any notes in the thing Mm -hmm. like and then you could they did an update where you could add a little bit into it so you could note the day it's like if i could bring the app up i could go back through my sexual relationship history but you were monitoring your partner's cycle on an app yeah, on your phone. On my phone. And that's what made it so much easier to navigate. And there are, I use Clue. Yeah. And I think that there's sharing capabilities on a lot of the period apps mm-hmm. now. So you're just yeah. plugging for like a modern way to track and, it. Yeah. And, you know, I guess to be, if I'm honest with myself, you and I are kind of promoting a monogamous heterosexual relationship model right well a majority of the time i don't know that we're promoting it that's just what our perspective is it's fair enough our authentic yeah. life experience and, and perspective and we talk a lot about sex and making it a priority in relationships so understanding your partner's menstrual cycle to the point where i would as a man recommend putting an app like that on your phone working with your wife to map it out and if she's going through menopause just communicate with her about it. If nothing else, she'll have someone to talk to about it. And even for two women in a relationship, or do the two same. people with, even yeah. if we just break it down to two people with uteruses in a relationship, yeah. <laughs> your your yeah. experience is going to be unique to you. And yeah. I've shared a little bit of like, this is what I experienced this time, this time. And I think that more than anything, it's important to have really honest conversations with your partner yeah. and ask them, ask them how they when feel. When you have those conversations, women will tell you what they want. That's the easiest way to do it is just to get her to talk about what she's experiencing because she'll just tell you what she's just going through. fucking listen. Well, yeah, if you listen to it, then you, if you know what she's going to want without her asking for it, it's kind of like the freebie. Like, then you don't, anyways, we'll, uh, we'll save that one for another episode too then about how to uh, get what you want without, uh, I think we had a... We just did an episode, a couple episodes ago, and talked about storytelling and showing a man what you want instead of telling him. Yeah, there we go. I think that was going to be a little bit more tangented. But now I think that also, I'll just add this and then we'll, we'll wrap it up, but if you as a man come to her with... I was going to just say the right questions, but Mm -hmm. chocolate and the right questions. Chocolate and the right questions. And get honestly, like, curious about her and and ask how you can support her in those different times. Not from a place of, like, oh, you must be PMSing, so you're going to be really emotional. I've had better luck saying that I enjoy having sex with you so much that I want to know when is the optimal times in which I can do that, so... Yeah. If understanding your menstrual cycle is what it takes to do that, I'm willing to do that. So. And it's just learning about a part of your partner that's yeah. very human, very real. You live with her, hopefully, or spend a lot of time with her, hopefully, and that's why you could find some way to relate to our conversations. But otherwise, if you just enjoy us talking about this shit and not having to endure a relationship, congratulations <laughs> to you and thanks for listening. Anyhow.
<laughs> if you guys enjoyed this episode. Oh, we should just call it off the rails. Go ahead and subscribe to our show and uh, leave us a review. Tell us what you liked or thought about today in the rough. And we'd love to read your review on a future episode and acknowledge your existence mm. and worship you as you all worship us. And we'll see you on the next one.